0: hello everybody welcome to the relative truth podcast my name is trey mcwilliams i'm mike mcwilliams we sure appreciate you joining us it's been a while and we're excited to um, have a little conversation tonight we're doing this one without any prep work we're just gonna Free, what is it called? Free willy. Free will, free. free yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, anyway, whatever it's called, that's what we're going to do. So, thanks for being here. Um, I know, Mike, you and I have talked a little bit. We got a trip coming up, but how are things in Snyder?
1: They're good. Yeah. I, you know, the, the last time I think we did the podcast was, I think, around my birthday. And then we're doing this one and it's around your birthday. So, I think that's, yeah, it's been, exactly two months that our birthdays are separated and it's maybe close to that as far as our podcast. So but anyway, yeah, it's, it's yeah. been good. We've got plenty of, um, seem like things to talk about. Um, not only is the trip upcoming, in fact, I'm le- we'll be leaving in the morning. I guess you're joining us joint. That's easy for me to say joining us, uh, <laughs> what Friday and so, uh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of excited about the trip for, for those, those of you that don't know, which I could, I guess, assume
0: maybe Probably nobody yeah, knows. Yeah. Uh,
1: Trey and I, and my neighbor across the street, Krieger and his, one of his, uh, good buddies, Jim Nall or James Nall are, uh, going to Boston. And the trip was initially planned to kind of kill two birds with one stone and get, um, knock a couple of bucket list items off one being going to Fenway Park and watch the Boston Red Sox play and then also seeing a hockey game to see the Boston Bruins but due to um, contract or player Major League Player Association and owner issues the game's opening day has been moved back a couple of weeks or a couple of series
0: yeah and so
1: there so anyway so that is kind of oh honey yeah there's honey so that is biscuit so yeah She, she has her voice she's found her voice so um anyway so that has led us to continue the trip we're just not going to get to see a baseball game but we are going to tour fenway park which should be fun
0: so yeah and i think the his What'd you like the history walk or whatever? Yeah. I think that's kind cool too. Freedom
1: Trail or Freedom, Freedom Tour. Or...
0: Freedom Trail. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, what's been up in... And it's kind of ironic. What's that? Freedom Trail. Luckily, they just removed the mandate for vaccines and masks to go see the hockey game.
1: Which is... Yeah. Which
0: I'm... Because I'd have flipped them all off and said, I'm not going. No, kidding. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm on the freedom trail. Where's my freedom?
1: Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So it should be fun. If we can, you know, yeah. if everything works out to where the, um, you know, we can get there. We have, we're flying southwest. So we have to go through about 14 states and <laughs> about 16, 16 other cities before we get there. But
0: Anyway. Luckily all the spring breaks are over, or you would be on the plane with half adults, half kids. Yeah. <clears throat> and as a ex business traveler, that was the worst. Like, you know, you have no patience. Do you not know how to use an overhead, you know, luggage space? You know, people trying to shove <clears throat> a surf trunk there. Like it doesn't work. Like you can't just keep smashing it. Gosh, that used to make me so mad. It Shows that my the short fuse I had. <clears throat> That's a, or you know, yeah. oh, I gotta take my shoes off. You know, and oh, take my belt off. And you know, listen, guy, come on, I got places to be. <laughs> Can I not carry my cane through the metal detector? Why is that setting it off? Oh God! <laughs> oh, I can't br- travel, diva. I can't. I can't bring this pocket knife.
1: Since when? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah. Um, so, what's been going on in your world? I haven't, you know, we hadn't visited in a bit. So,
0: yeah. Well, actually, there's a few things. So, you like you said, I had my birthday, but <clears throat> since our last call, I am a licensed fiduciary investment advisor now. I can. Uh,
1: you can. You can lose your money. Lose people's money just as easily as someone. That's a
0: non-fiduciary.
1: But you just you just just have a greater responsibility. Is that what?
0: Yeah, not really. Um, I can sue you. Yeah, but I have a huge bond, to um, errors and omission bond, to protect me from people like you. Okay. Um, But so I don't know if you've heard those Fisher investment commercials either on tv you know it's like yes um, because they're cheaper you know they make yeah that you know we they say we're a fiduciary and they make it sound like that's a special thing like every every advisor i mean it is a special thing but even if you're a non-fiduciary which just means it's a it's a certain test that you take you still are regulated by the government to do what's in the best interest of the client, so it's almost like they make it sound much more exclusive than it is. And so I can't tell you how many times people say, "Well, you're a fiduciary." So that yeah, they they want no, they want to use not it. technically yeah, but
1: they want but to it use wasn't yeah now you now now you can say
0: that <clears throat> and yeah, we yeah, get I you am. a shirt now. So <laughs> I'm a fiduciary. I don't know if I could spell it. <clears throat> uh, Someone, so that's happened. So that was hard some, taking that test. Someone has a
1: wreck, and you can run up to him and go, "I'm bleeding like crazy." <laughs> Stand back! I'm a fiduciary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so that was a kind of a big deal to get done in the since we last talked, because. Um, at my age studying for like logical test I can kill <clears throat> but memorization kind of test those are much harder for me these days yeah like the one I had to, the last one was they've got federal regulations for what I do and they have state regulations <clears throat> and they're not the same right so i mean dumb stuff like the maximum um, prison sentence if you if you do something illegal federally is 3 years but in the state it's 5 years like why well, just make it the same what difference does it make right but you have to know that kind of stuff and <clears throat> and then they on the test they kind of try to I wouldn't say trick you but they certainly don't make it easy yeah so but I passed woohoo <clears throat> it's behind me <clears throat> so so that's a good is, thing is the logic kind of
1: similar to the doctors that somewhere today, someone's going to go, go to the worst financial advisor fiduciary, <laughs> like the guy that finished, yeah. you know, they got a D on his fiduciary test. Someone's still going to go see well, it's him.
0: pass fail.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. But <laughs> like you know, someone's going, because you,
1: someone's going to the worst doctor in the world tomorrow. You know, you got to think about that. Yeah,
0: yeah so, that's true. Anyway, Yeah. In the fiduciary thing, I mean that you're licensed, but then <clears throat> there's things that some of these guys do that technically are technically is legal, but certainly not in the best interest of yeah, not ethical their maybe advisor. But man, the the compliance now and stuff, the amount of paperwork and disclosures I got to give people, it's amazing. Um, but now I, people feel comfortable that I'm not only hopefully a good guy, but I'm licensed and knowledgeable about doing things correctly. Yeah. Well, cool. Which I did before I passed that other test. Yeah. So well, anyway. Well, congratulations um, though. That's a thank you. I'm sure. Yeah. Thanks. A milestone. Um, a really uh, worlds colliding story. Okay, so Jacqueline, my wife played in the National Senior Women's Clay Court Championships that's held in Houston uh, every March year. Well, actually, last year, they think they held it in the fall because of COVID. <clears throat> and she is walking around. And so women from all over the country come, and it's the youngest people are 35. Um, and the way it works... It's 35 and over is a is an age bracket or division, um, 40, 45, 50, 55. Mm-hmm. Maybe they go 45, 55, 65, but they go up to, like, 90. Whoa. And there's some – now, the, the draw is only four ladies. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, Jacqueline's draw was, I don't know, probably 64 ladies. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and um, so when I, she's walking around Houston Racquet Club. And she sees this little old lady that has a Hargrove crop insurance baseball cap on. <laughs> that is so awesome. and she come. She went up to her and said, "Where did you get that hat?" And then she's—I guess she has a farm in South Texas. Jacqueline didn't get her name, but she said a guy named Walter stops by, and they love Walter, and they and they hargrove crop insurance has taken care of them for years so yeah well um, you know so i wore my new cap oh yeah so that was on like thursday or friday it's like a week-long tournament i mean it's a huge deal so i went to see jacqueline she made it to the consolation finals so i wore my new hargrove crop insurance hat looking for a little old lady that had one but never Never found found her
1: her. yeah yeah well thank you very much yeah anyway sponsor did um reach out and um, give us some swag, which is really nice. Thank you, it's Amy, awesome. and other Hargrove Crop Insurance employees. Yeah, uh, <clears throat>
0: yeah. So <clears throat> I felt so undeserving, uh, but
1: I, you know, I. Uh, this is uh-huh. our twentieth episode. Did you know that it's been twenty? No. Or, well, according to my calculation, which eh, you know,
0: ish ish. So, but anyway, yeah. But what's cool is when when I was wearing that hat, people say Hargrove Crop Insurance. You know what is that? And I said, well, that's a sponsor of my podcast. So like, like okay. Well, what's Hargrove Crop Insurance, and what the heck is it your podcast? You know, you haven't heard of either one of those? Yeah. Well, here, Where let me you fill been you in. Under yeah. a rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you
1: to even ask? Yeah.
0: So that was cool. So there's uh, a smaller... somebody else besides us representing Hargrove Crop Insurance awesome. at the Houston Racket Club which is like swanky, huh? Bougie as all get it. Well, the one thing I you
1: did send this uh, send that in a text to me and I ran that copied it and ran it by Amy and she she yep. think there may may have someone hijacked Hargrove, Hargrove Crop Insurance swag because she's she couldn't think of a Walter that worked for them. Anybody? Yeah, so.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> Well, this lady may have got this name wrong. Yeah, well, but Jacqueline said it looked like my hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. So somehow. Well, yeah. I'm sure there's we we face that too. I'm sure there's people you know relative truth, people trying to steal our stuff, exactly claim it for their own,
1: exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just to be in part of the in crowd, you know, some people probably need that. You know, yeah. For their self esteem. That's right. Or whatever. So yeah. So what else?
0: Well, so. Um, let's see. So a little bit a little bit of a bone to pick with you. I picked Baylor to win more games than they did in the in my office March Madness pool. Yeah. And the Bears let me down. Yeah, they they um for some reason I
1: I watched one of the game of Baylor this year. Um went to with a good friend of mine Greg Smurl. He invited me down. We went to Waco and watched them play. I guess it's kind of the last game of the their last home game, I guess. Um, and um, anyway, that was the only game that I saw. And I and Baylor would be whom I would watch if I were to watch basketball. So that's the only game that I've watched all year. So my bracket was highly conducive to just things I like. So, mm-hmm. so I've kind of gone, <clears throat> so it, it even goes now to colors, you know, like <laughs> if are their mascots, they have cute mascots. I feel like I'm choosing it the way Terry might, but anyway. Um,
0: so did you pick the peacocks to do as well? <laughs> no.
1: no. St. Pete's peacocks. No, I missed them because I didn't know their mascot, but the, and they were mm-hmm. what, a 15 seat or something, but yeah, the, uh, so I did, I, it was highly slanted toward the Big Twelve, which for some as I mean they've you know, Kansas is there, but uh anyway, I so I did pick Baylor and so yeah I'm Tech. I picked tech to go pretty far. I can't remember who I ended up um defeating them, but I'm um actually I'm in a pool with our our Japanese listeners or or Japan Resident oh, really? listeners, yeah. Don invited me yeah. into his, and <clears throat> uh, so anyway, I th- I'm nearly positive um, there's no way I could ever win. I haven't looked at it actually after, yeah. after they lost. I was kind
0: like of like, isn't wasn't he part of like a, the intelligence community in Washington D.C.? Like you're you're competing with guys who probably are actually influencing the outcome. Yeah,
1: for sure. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure from I'm sure from Japan he is he's all hands on deck as far as manipulating the final four as
0: much as he well, can. Maybe not him, but uh, some of those other black ops stuff going on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, yeah. So, and then I have one kind of pet peeve that we can talk about, but how about you? You fill me in on what well, post wedding, you know, our last thing we talked about post wedding, you had, you were recovering quite nicely. After the wedding, yes. <clears throat> Has have, have Are you fully healed?
1: I am. Yeah, yeah. I think so.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Not fin- financially, no. But <laughs> that, <laughs> well, I'm a fiduciary. Yeah. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> that gives me that gives help. me such great great comfort. So I'll, I'll sleep better tonight. Yeah.
0: So the problem is that for me to be a good fiduciary, you have to have money and I think it's all gone. So
1: yeah, Yeah, how well can you do with nothing? (laughs) (laughs) I had another fiduciary that said he could do something, but (laughs) no, actually mine, all of my stuff has kind of come in on just kind of, it's more on the pet peeve or condemnation of society. Okay. So that's, that's, I've shifted over. You know, I was so happy during the wedding and all that. I mean, you know, you guys can listen to the podcast. I was such a joy to be around and just, man, it was just such a good time. (laughs) And then, and I feel like now I've kind of switched and I need to be negative for a while. But so I'm just going to start off by saying, um, and this may be actually, um, not politically correct, but I, I I don't I kind of don't care. Um but to me when a man swims in a women's race that's unfair. I don't care how much <clears throat> estrogen is given to a man for him to be a man for 19 years and then to swim in a women's race is not fair. And I don't care it's irrelevant to what the NCAA, to what anyone says, it, we're not accommodating, we're accommodating a mental disorder. And that's the plan. Or NCAA come up with a plan to have men oh, yeah. compete against men, women compete against women, and that be determined by genetic test. And then if you have some concern as to the fact that genetics don't speak for you or are not part of whom or or part of what you want to do, then you have a classification unto yourself. And then that would be fair. But to me, to say, I just it, it I mean, soapbox pull out here. The girl that finished fourth to me got ripped. Well, so did the second and third one. Um, and I just think it's the most Mm -hmm. asinine thing that I've, what our world is coming to, to when, when we've come to the point where that there's a contingent that is perfectly fine with it. And I think that's, Oh yeah. I mean, it blows me away. So anyway, so that's my, um, bitter rant, but I, I just think, um, and I think it, uh, and and this is not even speaking to the fact that many of the people that were champions for transgender athletes competition are not seeing the unintended consequences of this is actually reverting or, or, or reversing any gains that women have made in that in those fields does that make sense yeah because now what happens is, yeah. is that you're like <clears throat> so women let's say the, the gap between a, and I, I don't know the numbers but i'm just saying
0: all right that was weird so you were going off on your men women winning, winning swim meets and it just shut down yeah i'm so, telling we, you they're listening Okay, so maybe I'll be more reserved. (laughs) Well, here's what's funny: I've got five notes: Hargrove Crop Insurance, Fiduciary, Boston, March Madness, and Baylor. My fifth one: Men, Women, Winning Swim Meets. (laughs) So I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just it just bothers me so much. And I'm I'm kind of advocate, I guess, having girls. I'm just like, I'm it just bothers me that there's these girls that are, you know, finishing second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or whatever. And even even the things that bother me to that degree too is in qualifying. So, you know, now there's Mm -hmm. gonna be a new standard of qualification with regard to um, probably NCAAs, my assumption, that would be, sw- you know, because you have to be an A qualifier and that sort of stuff for the Olympics. I don't know how that – it's kind of like that, if I'm not mistaken, with NCAAs in track, But I, and I assume that's – you know, you have to swim a certain time to be right. eligible to be able to whatever. And I just think, um, you know, I don't know. It just – and what do you think about the girl that's um, – Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I just it it just bothers me to the n- nth degree. But uh, and there's I'm with you. And
0: I and I think what bothered me the most was the celebration, like on social media, just how ESPN, um, especially ESPN, just promoted first transgender champion, NCAA champion, like making it such a big deal. And like you said, and probably not politically correct, but not fair. And there's a reason why it's not just one open swim meet that men and women get to, you know, compete against each other. There are physical differences and it's just – The fact that it's celebrated and promoted, and just forced to 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 be accepted is just so wrong. Yeah.
1: Um, well, and I think I think the crappy part about it is is that it's kind of like um, you know it's like the, the men's golf tour. Okay. PGA mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get old enough, you get to go to the senior tour and what we've made. It seems like men's sports or women's sports is going to become, I think, or is a possibility. And maybe I'm overstating that this won't occur very often, but I think, but what's going to happen is, is that women's sports now is going to become, Oh, I run the 400 meters and I'm 50th in the nation. Well, guess what? I'll just start doing some, I'll just say that I'm trans, you know, and then I can qualify and I can go to the Olympics or I can go to the NCAAs or whatever. I can be the first, you know, cause this, the pen swimmer was, he was ranked like 470 something in men's in men's yep. and then ends up winning the women's. Um, and so, um, Anyway, that's, that's where it's like the, you know, women's or the potential is. Um, it just seems like to me that it becomes, you know, if you have any question as to your um, identity, choose the one that you could win at. I mean, because what, what's the criteria that he had to go through? I mean, how, did he have to have, you know, a year's worth of, of, process of transgendering yeah. before he's been qualified. I mean, wh- how are we going to define that? Is there, is it, because at some point he was competing with men and then all of a sudden, um, you know, he's not anymore. So I don't know. I, I I think we muddy the water even further if we just, and we could make it really, really simple um, and just saying, if you have a question about gender, then there's a gender questioning lane and,
0: yeah,
1: and then um, and then someone would say, well, that's not fair. And I'm
0: like, well,
1: <laughs> it's the most fair comparatively. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you said a mental illness, I think that's a better summary because <clears throat> I guess theoretically, you know, maybe I could have played, I might've been able to go to college and gotten a scholarship to play women's basketball, but like maybe I've seen basketball enough or women's tennis or something like it, like I've never even think that, you know what I mean? And and there's not a lot of people doing that. I mean, I think I think most of the men swimmers, for example, that are ranked number 300 to 500, they're not thinking ah I can't really win as a man, so I'm going to switch. Right? I think there's it's it's more than that. It's the mental illness. The challenge is is that the 300 or whatever this guy was can compete in the top 10 of women. And that's not fair to the women. Yeah. yeah. You know what? So I don't think there's going to be a big influx because I think most guys that are, you know, even number 300 NCAA swimmer, I mean, you're better than the vast majority of people out there. Right. Sure. But, I don't think most of those guys are going to go, well, hey, I can't win here. I'm going to go another route. But it just sickens me. Well,
1: you know, I, I, I mean, the thing that what I, I see and I and I can't remember what this, this the statistic was or whatever, but or exactly. I can remember the general, but it was talking about. The um, I think it's 400 meters. So the the girl that won the 400 meter um, No, no, no. Let me back up. I think it's the 400 meter record. And I don't know if it's in high school or if it's college or if it's Olympic or whatever. But there it may be the world record actually. Anyway. It doesn't matter. The significance of this statement is the thing that matters though. I think last year there were 2 over 2000 high school boys that basically broke that record if that makes sense i mean like if they were competing yeah. okay so that on in the nutshell says there's there i mean as much as i guess some people want to deny that there are differences that is a huge difference and that was not that was when we had a field of when men compete against men, women competing against you know that, that was you know right. last, and so um, that being said, I think that screams the fact that when we when we muddle the waters between switching camps, then I think that's where we we get we're just off track, and 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 again the point that you make of of. You know, champion, championing that, whether by ESPN or whomever, um, is kind of a, a I don't know, a, a scary that society has embraced that and not seen, and not seem to embrace or to understand the unintended consequences of it, of these other people, you know, that are missing out because of what has happened. Mm-hmm. and and especially if it becomes more and more and more and more, which it may not. I mean, this may die off, and this may be the only one, um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that that's the case. I, I think, you know, many times when you um, open a flood or a door like this, that many times the floodgates then become, you know, wide open. But yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's. <clears throat> I just, you know, I, I felt for the number four girl, <laughs> just because, you know, yeah, uh, she swam all year long, knowing what her competition was, and then, and and then that got changed essentially, mm-hmm.
0: and,
1: you know. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well. <clears throat> One thing where I don't think where I think I'm going to take advantage of this and and nobody really has to lose if I do this, but I played in a golf tournament today and my golf score would have probably been much better if I would have teed off from the red tees or the women's tees than the men's tees. So I could for 18 holes, And one shot per hole, the tee, and I wouldn't even have to do it on par threes, but I could identify as a woman, move up, hit from the red tees, the closer tees, and then switch back to identifying as a guy. So does, I don't, I'm not taking anybody's place on the, on the podium, but it improves my golf score. There you go. And I could have done that today if I'd have thought about it.
1: Well. I think in this age of being equal, that we should only have one set of tees. That we shouldn't yeah. even you know what I mean? like yeah. everybody
0: play from the same. I mean, is that what, is that what How I mean? insulting that the women get to hit to the women, yeah. right? That they get their own tee box.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> so anyway, so I, I think there's lots of ways one could argue the point. I have yet to see an argument With regard to um, that, this made sense. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I understand. I understand understand that it was, you know, news and probably newsworthy. Um, I will say this I could have given a crap less who won my previous 53 years of life, who won the 500 meter medley race in the NCAA. Women swimming, but I, but you know, this year it became forefront and you know, kind of up in my grill, and that it it is problematic at how it all went down. So,
0: but I think you know, it's <clears throat> this is one of the things that I've learned about politics and things like this and that is, especially today, the news. There is not a more divisive story than than this guy winning the the ladies' swim meet, right? And so for clicks and likes and eyeballs, it gets promoted. And I'm betting 95% of America could have cared less, right, normally, like you. But now <clears throat> we're talking about it. Other people talk sports talk shows talked about it to a certain degree. But they've got to be really careful because you have the opinion we have where it's not fair. Then you're not woke. You're homophobic or whatever you are, trans, transgender phobic um, and not accepting. So you can't even really speak out against it. You know, you're not going to hear a lot of people say in public that's not fair. Um, I mean, there are some for sure, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I I told the girls growing up, like, a lot of times, just say, if you don't know if it's a good idea or not, say it out loud. Right? Like, when you say things out loud, that then when you hear it like that— Okay, so you think, okay, transgender, we're going to accept. All right, we're going to let them swim. All right, so then just say it out loud. A guy that was a man 18 months ago wins, well, injects some female hormones, gets to swim in the NCAA championships in the women's races. When you say it out loud, I was like, okay, that doesn't make any sense right like there's you can't make that argument <clears throat> i don't think yeah I, mean, I guess they are but it's you don't have to make the argument now because you can't you can't take the other side you just have to accept it or be canceled or be labeled whatever yeah <clears throat> so they've taken away the ability to debate it yeah so which is yeah
1: yeah, and it's one of the deals. To me the the idea of transgenderphobic or whatever homophobic or whatever. I mean I I don't think I don't define it as that. I just define it as I think it's impeding women's rights. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if if this was you know if um well, anyway, I don't know. The comparisons I, it, I don't know. It's just it. It's infuriating, and the and like you say, the logic and there, there's no logic behind our decisions of this. I don't think. And no. The the idea of being ever inclusive also needs to be balanced with the fact there will be amazingly unintended consequences.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like your idea. Okay, so <clears throat> if I want to be woke and we're going to let men w- who want to be women compete, then there ought to be the used to be a man group, right? So you got men's finals, you got the women's finals, and you got the men who used to be women final, right? You just you got three divisions and maybe if a woman used to be a woman now identifies as a man, if she wants to swim in that group, you know, yeah, I'd be okay with them having their own group too. Yeah.
1: Me too. I mean, if you're just kind of questioning your, you know, the, where you are in the transition. But, um, so I'm like, I just don't think it, I mean, to me, it's, you know, you take, like I say, a guy that's 19 years old and then does, you know, and to what degree, I'm not sure what the, you know, the requirements are, but needless to say, he qualified to be a woman. And anyway, and there was no, um, and again, like you say, he was 400 and something in the world, in, in, the, in the country, in the men's. And then decided, you know, and now he can be number one in the women's. And I just, um,
0: anyway, I don't know, just nuts. All right. Moving along. Cause I would okay. going to go about this. Well, that was my fifth point. So I, I really have nothing. You're to done. About. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Well, um, so the next thing I, I did, I hate to
1: say this, but I do listen to other podcasts. And I think I've mentioned that before. And one of them being, um, Mike Rowe and he's, he had a he's had a guest on um, this guy on a couple of times and his name's Scott Flansburg and he is he's kind of a um, well he's called the human calculator and probably you may have seen some of his stuff we may have I, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast but basically he's a he's just amazing with numbers so if you give him you know any number he can divide subtract multiply and he does it you know, just rapidly and you can Google search him. in fact, I think it's like the human But anyway, he's, he has come up with a, I'm not come up with, he's from, um, a, um, a village in New York that he believes. And I think right. And I've kind of, I, I kind of believe him, but he's, he's, um, I can't remember the name of the town, or the village. But anyway, there's there. so the, the, the inventor of basketball is whom? Do you know, do, do you know? Who James Naismith. Exactly. Okay. And if you Google search who's, who invented basketball, you will find that that is the predominant thing. Okay. Well, that started, I believe in 1890 or he, he adopted those rules in like 1892 if i'm not mistaken or something like that i think but there was a guy in his the town that he grew up in the village that he grew up in um that was uh, by the name of lambert will that worked at a ymca that had come up with basketball prior to that now James, I think I've heard
0: this before. Okay,
1: and James Naismith, I think probably was the brains behind and maybe the marketing mind that probably. So I, I don't want to take away from Naismith's Naismith's contribution because I think Lambert Will came up with it from what it looks like and from what the data that this Scott Flansburg is. Um, and um, anyway, it is unbelievably intriguing because they have a picture. Of these um, guys that had played the first like basketball, and it's called. Are you googling that? Yeah, do because they're called the Scott Flansburg and the something. um, It's the village's name and nine Herkimer. Herkimer, there you go. So Herkimer nine, and now there's he's he's trying to basically kind of get history rewritten to accurately reflect the process by which basketball became a sport. Now he's kind of wanting to take the emphasis off of James Naismith, who I think, I think probably took, took the idea and ran with it. But, um, and the Will family, I don't think they are looking for any, you know, they're not, they're not glory seekers or anything, and they they think that probably he may have come up, this Lambert Will uh, came up with it, but it was kind of like, you know, hey, I came up with it, but I didn't really do anything with it, and Naismith took off with it. So it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg, and in this particular case, it seems as though Lambert Will was was probably the one that was the founder of it, um, came up with the rules at this Y. Um, he was a volunteer, I think, at the YMCA in Herkimer, and Naismith asked for, hey, sports they could do during the winter, and just so happened, Lambert Will submitted, or I think went to Springfield or whatever, either went there and or sent his 12 rules of basketball or 12 proponents of basketball and... Naismith kind of took that and ran with it. And so anyway, so this um, Scott Flansburgh is trying to correct the correct history. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting to hear how, you know uh, he's got some data now that um, and he's trying to revitalize Herkimer and, um, and to make it, they've got a, Oh, it's like a, I guess it's a pro league basketball team that they started this year. And so they're trying to make a, anyway, you know, to get people to invest back in Herkimer. So, anyway, it, <laughs> it's just crazy. Cause, like, I say, it, I mean, I knew that James Naismith, but like um, Lambert Will, I think his mom made the first net. Like, she was in. in
0: yeah, in his, it says all, on the Google, says he came up with the rim and the net, the first yeah, rim and yeah. the net. Whereas, yeah. So I think Naismith maybe they used baskets or something. Peach yeah, baskets. peach baskets supposedly. Yeah. Well, this also says that Naismith stole the rules from the dude named Spalding who invented the or not invented but had the basketball. It says all evidence points to Spalding leading the class and coming up with the rules. It was his ball, his game, his legacy that Nasmus stole. Oh, <laughs> well, now so we're Naismith. Th- yeah. <laughs> Naismith is a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, That's um, interesting.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so I'm sure there'll be more to come. But anyway, uh, being that it's March Madness and kind of that going on. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a timely thought as the basketball may not have been uh, founded by uh-huh. By the person we thought had founded it, so anyway. yeah. Uh, Scott Flansburgh, he's interesting on his own right, with the exception of though that particular, you know, his, his home village or whatever. But he's he's a proponent of a twenty eight day calendar, um, which makes the most sense in the world because it it's logical and. But you'd have thirteen months, and every month would have twenty eight days. And so, therefore, every Monday or every would ha, would be so every first of the month would land on the same exact day. And so he's th- he's 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 a big proponent of in twenty twenty three to go to the the thirteen month calendar or twenty eight day calendar so that for all of eternity the first or whatever and I can't I think the first would be on a Monday and then the eighth would be on a Monday and this makes sense. You know, like, yeah. So what do we call the 13th month though? Well, and anyway, so that, I think Mike Rowe actually asked that question and he said, well, we already have, there's already that calendar already exists. I mean, like it's not, it's um, and he goes, and then Mike Rowe has a guy, Chuck, that, chimes in on occasion on his podcast and it's kind of his producer. And he says, he goes, yeah, if you're a, he goes, are you a, a renter or a, you know, are you, are you, are you a landowner? <laughs> and he's like, if you're a landowner or a, you know, you, a property owner, he goes, you, yeah. want months. you want another month of rent. He's like, well, no, maybe we could reduce the rent by, you know, because then, and he goes, he goes, his, his logic was, and it makes sense. He's like some month, for some months, you know, the, the owner's getting screwed. And some months the, the leasee or, you know, the, the person renting is yeah. getting screwed because, you know, if yeah. 30, you know, 31, 31 or whatever, then, you know, you really got screwed. Or the, so anyways, it's like, if it's consistent, then you're, you're good. So anyway, kind of a crazy deal, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure it won't, take off as, but, uh, but it is kind of an interesting
0: note. Well, Hey, you you think about mathematically, the metric system is, makes all the sense, you know, but we ain't having none of that in America. Yeah. We can't even agree on daylight savings. That's true. Well, and, and Flansburg would also be a proponent
1: of not counting one to 10, but you count zero to nine because he said zero is what repeats at 10. Does that make sense? So yeah. if you start if you start at zero and then he says all of, I mean, he's got all these kind of math um, things that are related to nine, you know, like, you know, you take oh, yeah. any three digit number. I mean, you kind of do all this. Anyway, he, he can do all these kind of math tricks that are kind of crazy. But anyway, but um, he says, if you start with zero, it, um, it's easier for kids to understand, you know, all you have to remember is zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, And then you go zero, one, two, three, and add a one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you can kind of understand the logic, but, um, anyway, he's, he's a, he's a, uh, change the world kind of guy. So anyway,
0: kind it, <clears> of. <throat> it's funny. That's two opposite ends of the logic spectrum, like zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then the next group, you just add a one it right like yeah makes all the logical sense in the world <clears throat> other than the spectrum you're born with the wiener but you don't want it and you want to compete with the ladies we're gonna let you do that no logic we accept that like crazy exactly <laughs> right yeah. yeah like wait yeah. we're so backwards yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's throw something out pretty illogical and go, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that sounds like
0: a great idea.
1: Great idea. <clears throat> so, okay, well, I, I had another topic, um, and we haven't talked about this. So what's, what's your thoughts on the um, Ukraine and Russian? Oh, my gosh.
0: Um, I haven't read enough, but <clears throat> the fact that all – American media is pro Ukraine is a red flag to me now (laughs) or at least a yellow flag. Yeah, sure. Because I, I mistrust, you know, after the, you know, finally they start talking about the Hunter Biden laptop and like, oh, it really was, there was, it wasn't neutral as like they said it was and all these spies or I shouldn't say spies, all these guys in the intelligence community say, oh no, no big deal there. And it it ends a big deal. Like if all of those guys are saying we back Ukraine, and I'm not saying Russia's good, but that's a red flag to me. I mean, that's the that's where I'm at right now. And so I do know that you know NATO was building these um, germ warfare sites close to Russia's border, <clears throat> which they had agreed not to. And so, you know, part of it, you can see Putin's like, man, get that out of here. Right. Um, so anyway, that's kind of where I am. What the practical aspect is. So I've got a client that actually works at NASA, <clears throat> and we we're just talking about the war and. He was, we're talking about what to do with his investments and stuff. And I was just saying, what I don't know is the trickle down. Like we have more economic sanctions against Russia than we do Iran. All right. So there's less money at a high level going in and out of Russia. What does that mean to the global economy? And he works, he's on the space station team and he said if Russia backs out of that or we kick them out of that <clears throat> that's billions and billions of dollars and you know hundreds and hundreds of employees at NASA that potentially lose their job and I'm you don't even think about oh yeah we're partners with Russia in the space station International Space Station so that's what I don't know is <clears throat> the practical, The political stuff and the whys and everything and is it right or wrong? It doesn't seem right, you know. It seems like Ukraine is a sovereign nation, but I don't think they are blameless necessarily in this. And like I said, if CNN is telling me to support Ukraine, that it's it's almost like I almost don't want to just because you said it right and and it's, it's. you know, it's unanimous. No one's saying Russia's right. So, or shouldn't say right, but everybody's saying they're saying support, um, Ukraine. So that's what I don't know that I am concerned about, right? Like, what is it going to mean? And, you know, what's Putin, you know, he's, he's isolated himself in a lot of different ways. Um, and not participating in the global economy what does that mean is that as that <clears throat> as the effects of that roll downhill if you will and then you know i read an article about him telling all the countries that buy all their oil and gas from him well you have to pay in rubles now and he's back in his rubles with gold so gold what does that mean can can Germany say nope, we're not going to do it. We're going to buy our gas from Saudi Arabia or somebody else. I mean, do do they have the financial wherewithal to demand that we buy their their gas, their oil in their um, denomination? Yeah. So so anyway, that's a long answer of, but still no definitive. But it's concerning, of sure. what's happening. Well, sure. and, and
1: I, think, I think the instability, maybe that that, you know, m- my thought too, is that the instability of that particular situation, whether it's economically or, and how that plays out elsewhere is, is frightening and or because of how it may impact not only us, but other countries. And then also there may be countries that see that as opportunistic because of, mm-hmm. you know, and then that becomes, it's like, you know, pushing that really big domino of, you know, what, what is the next domino that might fall? Cause you're like Putin would never invade Ukraine. And if he did, this would be, you know, this is what would happen, you know, Korea, you know, you know, the, the, the uh, China might, you know, do this, or Korea might do this or North and South Korea will, right. Or, you mean know, <clears throat> those types of things start going, okay, well, you know, what's, what's, and then, then, then what ends up happening? And so I don't know, it's just kind of, a um, like you say, I'd, I'd never thought about how You know, we kind of I think we have to agree that by some degree we are manipulated um, by the information we receive. Now, that being said, I don't think it's not because, you know, there are places I think Russia being specific to this is that, you know, there are um, places that do not know at all (laughs) what's going on in the world. Yeah, their their media is completely controlled whereas ours seems to be slanted maybe in some yeah. degree. And so, you know, the the thing that's, you know, interesting to me is just when, you know, they have a convoy of, and I, I, may, I may not have all my facts correct on this, but they have a, con- Russia has a convoy of tanks, trucks, and whatever that's, you know, 40 miles long, and there are, Trucks and tanks that run out of gas, and those are things. Kind of the logistics of that. You're like, dude, who, who's, who's in charge of that? I don't know that that. Now, if they broke down, that's one thing. But if, to me, if if we're running out of gas, that's probably not a. That's, you know, there's someone that that uh, you know just dropped the ball. And those things to me are the, you know, the things going. Are you know, is this you know what I don't know. There seems to be more to the story, and you know, because you're like, if this is a highly trained, highly efficient military, and this is the these are the things that are coming out of this, and maybe these are isolated incidents, you know, of where, mm-hmm. you know, it's one out of fifty thousand vehicles, and you're like, okay, well, that's you know, maybe they had a problem, and they just said <coughs> it's easier to leave it and go. But anyway. You know, and we're, and then, you know, the memes come forth. And so therefore then you have this assumption, but, you know, and some, or, you know, we being manipulated because we're, we're assuming that that was just a botched. Yeah. You know, somebody doesn't know how to calculate how much gas, you know, what the gas mileage of a you know, a big tank. truck. Yeah. Truck. So anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I just, you know, you said that our news is slanted. <clears throat> Yeah, but I don't, I think it's more than slanted, especially if Trump is going to run again in 2024, the media is going to prop up Biden. I mean, talk about being illogical, like, you know, we have a guy that's our president now that basically got voted because 50% of America just hated the other guy. Had nothing to do with Biden's capabilities which are fleeting at best and that's what gives me more concern is our if things do escalate to a bigger scale I've got no faith in the leadership of our country at all and <clears throat> you know I just luckily it doesn't bother me that much I mean like I'm not worried about it but I think that's probably just due to my faith in the sovereignty of God, but <clears throat> it's like I think I, I I haven't posted on Facebook in forever. I mean I mean I put a picture on there, but like last week I just kinda got fed up about the Hunter Biden laptop and the the dude winning the women's um swim meat and something else and I'm just like if you step back it's like a it's like a circus and like it's i said i don't <clears throat> i'm I think my words were I'm glad my faith in I've got no faith I'm glad my faith in somebody greater than the clowns running this circus or something like that because it's just like like reason and logic and intelligence has gone it has been pushed aside for emotion, political correctness, and, I don't know, I emotion and p- political correctness, for yeah. sure.
1: Well, was, was your <clears throat> other point the fact that our chief justice can't define a woman?
0: No, know? I didn't. If I, no, gosh, no, I didn't even know. I didn't read that. <clears throat> yeah. I can't read, I mean... If I stayed in tune with anything except sports and motivational videos or reading my bible, I'd be pissed off all the time and I wouldn't get anything done. And I'm I'm not even really exaggerating. Like <laughs> I just it because I guess there's a part of me, you know, control freak and then so much of this is out of my control and it just like it, it's, it's not a healthy thing for, <laughs> for me to be completely plugged in to the, yeah. more the politics of it, not the actual current events, but, you know, our reaction Um and, you know, the whole, I mean, it's just, it's just, it, it snowballed ever since Clinton got reelected. I was telling my story the other day, you know, he has his. Situation in the in the white in the in the White House with a twenty four year old intern, and he gets reelected, <clears throat> and he has no character. Like that bothered me to no end. Okay, then from there, it's just snowballed that. We're just out of control. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, we, we've got to elect the first black president, even though he has absolutely no experience. Right? Like, I'm not against electing a black president, but f- find somebody who's been more than a community organizer, right? <clears throat> or, you know, <clears throat> isn't leaning that far left, maybe? But that may just be political. <clears throat> and then biden gets elected and the mask thing the vaccine mandate like just this erosion of freedoms and like i said disregard of logic and reason for emotion it's just driving me nuts so yeah (laughs) sorry that's my rant
1: yeah no well yeah like i say there's plenty of it there's plenty to rant on you know, yeah. for sure, you know, the, the, uh, um, I think that's mainly why, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not particular to me, the, the majority of people that I have any communication with, and this actually, you know, I would say for a lot or, or there are some on both sides or the, you know, probably mostly conservative. There are some that are on the other side, but nobody watches the news anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, it's like, that's like, and and while, and I think that's kind of, unless you're, you know, 70 plus, that's, you know, that's about the only activity that, you know, some people get is watching the news. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think I'm being trained that, you know, to get, and I don't, you know, I don't know where where should I get my news? And you know, that's that's I guess the next question, or should yeah. I just put my head in the sand? You know, I don't know. Should we be, um, you know, that that should we be more active and whatever? And I, I it's like, well, I think my activity would just allow me to get canceled, which probably yeah. from my opinions tonight probably will yeah. that
0: will be shortcoming. So. Well if, if if the relative truth podcast gets canceled, we can just we can start we can be the get off my lawn guys and we can just come on here and rant. <laughs> exactly. You think we'd get a pass for that? Just no, they're just we're just old guys that are you know out of touch. Yeah, I think um, old guys get passes for sure. Um, yeah. but you know as <clears throat> soon well, as they I- figure out our global reach they may not be able to touch us. You know, we may be like Joe Rogan.
1: That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the um, the backlash. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we'll
1: find out probably, um, on our Boston trip, we'll probably find out, you know, we're kind of going from, you know, Texas and no, um, not a lot of concern or I would say majority conservative kind of approach uh, to life, and then we're probably headed right into a, a not so conservative world. I think.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: But the, the one thing <clears throat> I will say to this, and the uh, to kind of talk on that a little bit, is I think the majority of the world is probably we're not we're not unbelievably that far apart. I agree. I think, I think there's a logical conversation that can be had. And I understand people that, you know, are for a ton of social programs because there's, there could be some justification for that. Mm-hmm. You know, there is also an unbelievable argument on the other side that says we should have no social programs. And, and I'd say probably if, if that's the only thing that we're discussing, you know, we could probably all, get together, have a conversation and we could walk away and be friends. But where the the problem to me is that, and I would say that's, and maybe I'm overestimating, but I'm saying that's 85% of the United States fall within a reasonable, reasonable amount of difference. If that makes sense. Well, that's kind of what my point was earlier. When I was trying to make 15% of the, and if that's the number, and I don't know what that's true, but my point is that that's the that's the unbelievable, crazy part that is just. I mean, it is literally the tail that is wagging the dog. Exactly, and that, and that to me is so frustrating when we say, "Oh, you have a voice. Oh, you have a whatever," and you're like, "Yeah, no, I really don't." I mean, there are, there are tons of people that have. You know, Joe Rogan thought he had one on Spotify, and then all of a sudden they start taking stuff of his. Some of his stuff down. You're like, so does he have? Do you have a voice? You know, if it's contrary, then no. Or if you're, you know, or if you're just a nut job. I mean, like, anyway, all that to say. And I think there's, you know, there's a percentage of nuts on both sides. And I'm probably trending closer to the
0: <laughs> conservative nut. But conservative nut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and see, to me, that's kind of what I was. might tr- I got off track earlier? Is that Everything the news social media uses the 15% and and let's say it's seven and a half total nuts 15%. Seven and a half on the right, seven and a half on the left. They use those seven and a halves. They use the seven and a half on the left to tick off the the 42.5% of conservatives. Like they make they make it sound like Everybody on the other side is like the nut job, right? And vice right. versa. You see what I'm saying? So like the, they yeah. use the the opposite nut cases to infuriate the majority of the normal people. And so that's how they get that's how they get people to log on and pay five dollars a month so you can read their articles and things like that. Like <clears throat> it's they they have to sensationalize it because. During the day, there is so much, there's so much stuff out there competing for your eyeballs, right? Whether it's a podcast, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever you do, TV, and then on TV, the sports station, maybe you watch movies, maybe it's Netflix, Hulu, like everybody's competing for your eyeballs. So to get you to look, we got to sensationalize. And the way we sensationalize is we, we, show you what the nut cases are doing. So you're like, that's crazy. Right. And so, yeah. but the majority of people in the middle aren't, they're getting, they're getting stirred up, but it's not like everybody that what you said is exactly right. You know, in the middle of that bell curve outside the seven and a half nut cases on each side, those people can probably have a discussion and a debate a civil discourse about different issues. Yeah. But that's because of the media with like kind of capital M, all of it has to have been sensational. Then now you have a Joe Biden t-shirt on, then, then I, I can't be your friend. I don't like you. I don't even know you, but you're obviously an idiot, right? I mean, that's, that's how they've stirred up the, Right. I mean, I don't really believe that, but that's, that's kind of what it, I mean, you get, you see videos on T or on social media all the time of somebody wearing a let's go Brandon t-shirt and people screaming and going nuts or not wearing a mask or wearing a mask, whatever. Like you're so offended by everything now. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, I don't know. All right. Well, I, I feel like we need to wrap up. You got a you pack. I got a pack. Yes. All right. So, um, looks like the weather should be really good for us. So, awesome. And relative truthers, we will have a post-Boston trip and probably be uh, feeding you with lots of Boston
0: uh, facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we wicked find facts. They're going to be <laughs> wicked. We're going to share the chowder. Is and, that Boston uh, accent kind I found of found something out today? I I think it was that
1: it's illegal to have a tomato in clam chowder. That Boston, they actually have a law against that. Isn't that yeah, is
0: they're the they're the creamy one, and then it's Manhattan. The New York is the tomato-y, I think maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> thought that's kind of interesting that <laughs> that if, uh, there was an. A need to make a law out of yeah
0: a food item but we anyway. None of those tomatoes and a chowder. Um I'm gonna be excited because I got a gift for you that you're I'm gonna ask you to wear while we're in Boston. Uh oh. It's a New York Yankee hat. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Just kidding.
1: Yeah, yeah I'll pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> on the Fenway we're gonna go on a
0: Fenway park tour and i yeah. wear, wear that. You'll end up buried under the green monster Yeah, for sure for sure but yeah all
1: right well let's let's land the plane and then we'll uh um hopefully all right, we we'll sitting together
0: sounds good uh relatives thanks for bearing with us as we kind of vented and shared kind of got caught up uh on this episode our 20th our 20th anniversary thanks for joining us my name's trey mcwilliams and i'm mike mcwilliams we'll see you guys on down the road Oh <laughs>